Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The word says, and it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. And they went and entered into the village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did uh, not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. The Bible says he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. Steadfastly means resolute. It means dutifully, firm, and unwavering. And I believe that we need to determine in our hearts that that's how we're going to be. Amen? And if we're going to get there, we're going to have to be determined. Amen? And I want to talk to you just a few minutes today on determination. Let's look over in Isaiah 50, uh, verse 6 through Seven, I believe. Verse uh, 6, chapter 50 of Isaiah. I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting, for the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. That is prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ. The prophet speaks to uh, concerning the suffering of the Messiah, the servant, and he expressed his complete confidence in God, declaring that he will not shrink back. We need to have a made-up mind, don't we, that we're not going to shrink back, but we're going to make it in. Amen? We're going to have to bypass some things maybe that this old flesh would have us do or the carnal mind would tell us is the right way to go. But let's not shrink back. Let's move forward in that which God has for us. Amen? He didn't shrink back from the mission that God had sent him on despite the severe suffering, all the opposition. All the humiliation that he went through, we know what our Savior went through, amen. Uh, we don't know to the extent of it, uh, but we can look back and we can find in the scripture where it gives us, gives us an account as to what's going on. Uh, but he said, because the sovereign Lord helps me and I will not be disgraced, therefore I have set my face like a flint. I know I will not be put to shame. Uh, flint. You know what flint is? I think we probably all do. It's a very hard, hard rock. Uh, and it's used figuratively, figuratively in the Bible to express hardness as in the firmness of horses' hoofs, the toughness of an impossible task, and the inflexibility of unwavering determination. This was describing our Messiah's unwavering determination. Uh, you know, we have to muster up some determination in order to make it through uh, the trials that God allows us to walk through in this life. Uh, we have to have a made-up mind, amen, uh, and we have to be determined with everything within us. Uh, I'm going forward. Uh, I'm not going to listen uh, to all the words of the enemy as he whispers in my ears. Uh, I'm not going to listen uh, to what friends uh, or what relatives uh, or what the world or what the news 
Jones has to say, uh, but I'm going to set my face like a flint, uh, and I'm going toward Jerusalem. Amen. We're going toward uh, Jerusalem. I'm sure some of us have heard about William Wilberforce, and I have this here as a little example that I want to share with you. But he was instrumental in, uh, in abolishing the slave trade way back in England. And um, he got to the point where he was feeling depressed, and it seemed like every time he would be right, right up on feeling victory or experiencing victory, um, oh, it seemed like defeat would come. And it was defeat after defeat after defeat, amen. Uh, but, you know, he got a letter from John Wesley one day, uh, and he said, unless God has raised you up to do this very thing, uh, he said, you're going to be worn out by the opposition, he said, you're going to be worn out by men and by devils. Uh, he said, all, all of the strength in them, uh, do they have more strength than God has? Uh, and he said, oh, uh, he said, be not weary. Uh, be not weary in well-doing. Uh, oh, but he says, go uh, in the name of God. Uh, so today I feel God uh, would have us hear his voice uh, as he tells us to go forth uh, Go forward in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, my. You know, I could go in so many different directions here. But I was thinking, and maybe it's getting off track just a little bit, but just uh, several months ago, maybe a year or so ago, uh, the Lord just brought us uh, over to Isaiah, I think it's chapter 26, uh, where the Lord is calling his people, uh, and he's saying, come, uh, come into my chamber. Uh, he says, come on into my chamber uh, and hide away uh, until the indignation be passed. Uh, I've thought about that so many times just re recently, uh, and that's why the enemy is giving God's people uh, such a rough time now, uh, but I'm so glad that we could go forward in the name of our Lord. We could go forward, amen, knowing that God is on our side. And if God be for us, who but who but who can be against us? Amen. So he told him, he said, you go. And then in 1807, the tide turned for William Wilberforce, and he was voted in favor of abolishing the slave trade. That's what his goal was. That's what his aim was. That's what his vision was. Amen. But suddenly, suddenly, above all the roar, after he was voted in, he could hear the hoorays that echoed and echoed and echoed. But he sat with a bowed head with tears streaming down his face because he had accomplished that which he was determined to do. The Bible, the little story says he stayed in Parliament until 1825, helping the poor and alleviating the prison conditions. He was freeing slaves. That's what he was doing. Even after he left Parliament, he was still in the, he was still the conscience of England. A few days before he died, his prayers were fully answered when the House of Commons voted to set free all the slaves in the British territories. Thank God, he said, uh, that I have come to witness this day. He had determination. Uh, folks, there are a lot of, we could go with this. There are so many souls at stake out there, and they're depending on you. 
They're depending on you. You know, sometimes all they need is a smile. All they need is a handshake. Uh, one of the things that I've always encouraged our people to do here uh, at Passageway uh, is when we have a visitor uh, or we have somebody come in, uh, touch them. They just need that touch. You might just kind of touch them on the shoulder. You might shake their hand, amen. Uh, and some people like hugs. Uh, we need to touch every person that walks in that door. Amen. That's exactly what people need. Praise God. Hallelujah. But there's a commodity that certain individuals seem to possess. No monetary value can be placed on it. But it's the most valuable possession that they can have. You know what it is. It's called determination. It's called determination. Amen. Uh, nothing in the world can take the place of persistence. Talent won't take the place of persistence. Uh, no, it won't. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful individuals with talent. It won't take the place of persistence. I don't care how talented we are. Genius will not. Unrewarded geniuses is almost a proverb. Education will not take the place of persistence. Though all of these are needed. Amen? All of these are needed, but they will not take the place of determination or of persistence. Amen. Uh, uh, Calvin Coolidge said persistence and determination alone or omnipotent. Omnipotent mean meaning having limited powers. <coughs> Praise God. Amen. Amen. So we have to be determined. You know, I thought about Paul when he said, I, I must go to Rome. He had a mission. Amen. And he was commissioned to go to Rome. But, you know, Paul suffered many things, but he was determined. He suffered a lot. And we can read over in 2 Corinthians, and we might look there just for a minute. And it tells about some of the things that Paul went through on his journey. Folks, this is a journey. This is a journey that we're on. Amen. And let me tell you what. There are many stones to hurt our feet. Praise God. <laughs> but thank God that he's right there. Amen. And he'll strengthen us and he'll keep us through all of it. The Bible says over in chapter 11 of 2 Corinthians, verse 22, Verse 23, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in laborers, more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths oft. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Besides these things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Who is weak? I'm not weak. Who is offended? And I burn not. If I must needs glory, I'll glory in the things which concern 
my infirmities. That's quite a statement. If I glory, I glory in the things which concern my infirmities. It seems sometimes we're stretched to the max. It seems like we're stretched and stretched and stretched and stretched. Amen. Till we feel like we just can't be stretched anymore. Amen. But we can. Amen. God will not allow us to go through things that we cannot handle. He's right there with us all the time. Amen. He's our strength. He's our power. And the Bible says he makes our way perfect. He makes our feet like Hans' feet. It causes us to ride up on the high places in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm so glad for the promises that he is with us. Amen. Well, we learned in this scripture, these passages of scripture, uh, how you know, in different scriptures, how the writer gives us a distinct view of the different faces of our Lord. His face was steadfastly set. Then he set his face as a flint. We can find that the joy of the Lord was upon the face of Jesus. The life was up, of God was upon his face. Tenderness, because he loved children, he loved widows, and the lonely, the weary, the sick, the outcasts, those that were rejected and those that were forgotten. He loved all those people, all the misfits. Amen? But we could see on the face of Jesus determination. Aren't you glad that he didn't quit on us? Aren't you glad that he got so weary, oh my goodness, uh, making his way, carrying that cross? Aren't you glad? Oh my goodness, when the, the uh, beard was plucked from his face, when he was whipped, when he was beaten, when he was humiliated, when he was, oh my, when he was sacrificed. Amen. So there's power in determination. You may say, well, what is determination? <laughs> I want to help you with something here, what determination is. At the end of the 19th century, a boxer named Gentleman Jim Corbett held the heavyweight championship title of the world for five consecutive, conse consecutive years. I don't get it. <laughs> Amen. But when somebody asked him what the key to it was, he answered with these words, fight one more round. That was the key to his success, fight one more round. <laughs> he said, when your feet are so tired that you have to shuffle back to the center of the ring, fight one more round. He said, when your arms are so tired that you can hardly lift your hands to come on guard, fight one more round. He said, when your nose is bleeding and your eyes are black, fight one more round. He said, when you're so tired, and you wish your opponent would crack you on the jaw and put you to sleep. Fight one more round. Always remembering that the man who fights one more round never is whipped, never is defeated because he's going to get up and he's going to fight 
one more round. He's always battling one more round. Folks, if we're determined in our hearts, uh, no matter what it looks like, uh, no matter what the pain is that we suffer, uh, no matter how much we'll misunderstand, uh, no matter how the world looks at us, uh, if we're determined in our heart, uh, we're going to fight one more round. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to you to know today it's not a game it's a battle it's a battle amen and we're going to be on the battleground until the lord jesus christ breaks through the clouds of blue amen it comes to receive unto himself a people that has made herself ready a people that has endured the test has endured the trials amen and are willing and ready to say even so Lord Jesus Amen. we're going to fight we're going to be on the war on the battleground uh, in warfare until he comes back because there's a continual fight uh, between the carnal and the spiritual uh, the carnal says come on uh, just give up right now uh, just lay it all down uh, oh but we can hear uh, the spirit man saying uh, no rise up rise up rise up a little higher I'm calling you into a new realm uh, I'm calling you uh, into a higher realm rise up rise up rise up it's time to rise and shine <laughs> hallelujah it's time, folks. Uh, we must uh, grow closer uh, than we've ever been to the Lord. Uh, amen. Uh, and I want you to know today uh, that he's just so real uh, that we can each have a personal uh, relationship with him. We don't have to go by what we've heard or what somebody tells us or somebody else's walk with the Lord. We can have that relationship with God for ourselves. Amen. You know... Blaze, I'm going to use you as an example. You know, if Blaze needs something or if he wants something or desires something, you know what? His simple faith gets it done. Just recently, Blaze and I, we just agreed, simple prayer. God just came right through for him. We can each one have that relationship with God, but we know him. We need to know him. Oh, Paul said that I might know him in the fellowship of his suffering. Amen. I might know him in the power of his resurrection. And I believe in order to know him in the power of his resurrection, we will have to become acquainted with him to a certain extent in the fellowship of his suffering. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But let me tell you what, through it all, we can walk in peace. We can walk in comfort. We can walk with courage because we know that we're going to make it. Amen. Because he promised us that we would. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Luke sums up all the philosophy of determination. He expresses to us that Jesus was walking down death's road. We know where he was going. Uh, he was going toward the cross to be crucified, uh, toward an awaiting disaster. The path wasn't for the weak. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it was only for the strong. Only for the strong folks, the path that, the path that you're on today uh, is not for the weak. <laughs> it's not for the noble. Uh, oh, no. It's for the strong. It's for the strong. <laughs> he made us strong.
strong. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, it was only for the strong. It was only for the rugged, the hardy, and the Hallelujah. We have to be determined. He went in the face of opposition. <laughs> oh, no. He had to face his most bitter enemies. And, you know, some of those enemies came straight out of the wilderness, didn't they? <laughs> because even in the wilderness, with the wilderness experience, he faced animals. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I tell you what, he had to face opposition. He had to face his friends. Amen. Hallelujah. And he went to face disaster. So today, we're on a journey. We're on a walk. We're headed toward Jerusalem. Oh, no. Not the city of Jerusalem in the natural, uh, but everybody has a Jerusalem, amen, uh, that we have to walk toward. Uh, and we must set our face uh, as a plant, praise God. Oh, I want to ask you this morning, do you have the determination that you need in order to make it to your Jerusalem? Are you determined in your heart that you're going to follow the Lord all the way through, no matter what? No matter what, we're going to look up, amen, because we know that our Redeemer draweth nigh, amen. God's going to find a people, and he has found a people that he can trust, and he can say, come on, come on up higher, come on and follow me all the way. I'm right here with you. I'm your comforter. I'm your guide. And plus, he said, I sent the Holy Spirit to live in you, to guide you, to comfort you, to strengthen you, and to empower you. I think that's one, one place we kind of quit. We stop. We are not filled as God would have us be filled with the Holy Spirit. He sent it to us. He knew we would need that. And you know what? It's for everybody. It's for any of us. It's whosoever will. Praise God. Let him come. So he's still looking today. Amen. As I said, Jerusalem is not merely a spot on the map. It's not a matter of geography, but it's doing the will of God. It's doing the will of God. I'm going to go to Jerusalem because after Jerusalem, there's a resurrection. And after the resurrection, there's an ascension. And after that ascension, there's a heaven. And that's where we're all headed toward. We're on a journey, folks.